Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fanboy Comics Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Clay, and today I, I, I came in today with a really big surprise with, of course, whenever you hear that song coming in as our opener, you know that there is another chapter of Dragon Ball Super. Was not expecting this. I totally thought it was going to be next week, so I'm super glad that this showed up because we were only going to be talking about Kaiju number eight. Now we have two chapters that we're going to be talking about: Dragon Ball Super and Kaiju number eight. Uh, I'm super excited about this. I immediately uh, I woke up super early today. Uh, I was expecting to record with my buddy Mark at the Comic Book Legion podcast, but some things happened. We're going to record tomorrow, so I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for Shonen Jump, which I really, really, really don't like the fact that like I'm now waking up like almost three hours before the Shonen Jump like updates, so I just kind of like twiddle my thumbs, look at TikTok, and just really do stupid stuff until it finally updates, but when it finally did... I sat here and I read it, dude. I oh my god, I, I it, it is. I I will just say this: it is a cock tease and it is like a tearjerker all at the same di- uh, time. So that I know that sounds really weird. Now that I say it out loud, maybe I should edit that out. But it's weird. Okay. Anyway, um, it it was a really good chapter. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into Dragon Ball Super Chapter 63, Miris's Revo- Resolve. And then we will go into, again, Kaiju Number 8, Chapter 8. Alright, here we go. Dragon Ball Super Chapter 63, Miris's Resolve. Now, of course, in the very end of Chapter 62, we saw Miris just, like, pop up out of nowhere. We didn't know what was going on. Here, we see Miris... He is, you know, he is ready to throw down uh, with Maru. Uh, we see Jaku very, very confused as of where Miris has been. But, you know, Miris is like, okay, you know, everything's fine. I'm just giving Goku some time. I just need to, I need him to finish his training. And so Maru's like, oh, hell no. Like, what are you doing? And you notice that all the heroes are gone from the battlefield. They're they're all gone. And so, Miris, like a badass, starts fighting Maru. And he uses the staff. I don't remember him having the staff before. Uh, but he now has this staff that legit extends. So, it is kind of like a bow staff. So, it is it does extend... But because it's Dragon Ball, I immediately thought of the power pole. And I was like, oh my god, he has a power pole. And it extends to like a very large like amount. So I legit want to have this cannon as some sort of power pole. Uh, I don't know if they're going to color it red when you know the actual anime comes out for this. I really hope that they do. It, it, oh my, like I got like childhood feels whenever this happened. But it's really, really great. And uh, we see Dende uh, with the rest of the squad. They're all passed out, basically dying. But we see Beerus and... Oh my gosh, oh my god. And Whis. I almost forgot his name. Holy crap. But we see uh, Beerus and me uh, and Whis. Uh, you know, of course, Beerus... Is, the only reason why Beerus ever wants to go to Earth is to eat Earth food. And he does say that here. Uh, and... He says, he says, uh, 
what did you say? Uh, but the god of earth can save them now, meaning Dende. Dende needs to heal everybody. And, uh, you know, even Beerus is like, well, where's the other, where's where's this Mira's kid? Like, where did he go? Uh, and and we just like, huh, I, I guess we got separated. Oh, well. He's very, he's being, he's playing very coy with this entire situation. And so we see Dende healing Goku. Gohan kind of wakes up. He's like, you know what, leave me for last. I'm not completely, like, on my dying breath here. Take care of Vegeta, Goku, uh, and Piccolo, or my dad, and Vegeta and Piccolo. Uh, and he he does heal Goku to an extent of, like, being able to stand and everything else. And Goku's like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And Dende's like, oh, well, the angel helped us out. And he's like, wait, whoa, whoa, Angel, do you mean Miris? And then he's like, I don't know. I don't know his name. Like, he just he just helped us out. And so uh, Goku says, uh, any angel who fights for real outside of training is doomed to disappear. I don't remember this being stated. So I was like, what? So we continue the fight with Miris and Maru. Uh the power pole unfortunately seems to be destroyed at this point uh i do believe uh maybe not it looks like it just gets kicked away uh yeah it just gets kicked away uh miris is able to you know kind of uh defend himself at this point but goku comes out of nowhere you know telling him hey you need to chill out uh you're going to disappear and he's like oh well you know i I seem to still be intact so everything's fine but i will say this one panel where Goku, because I just realized this, the art looks amazing throughout this entire issue. But right here, when you see Goku in this like 25% Ultra Instinct or whatever he, he calls it, the art gets really bad. Like, especially in the face. I just now noticed that, which is kind of disappointing. But like the very next page looks great. And so he tries to fight uh, Maru. It's not really, you know, doing anything because, of course, we already know that Ultra Instinct isn't really all that great against Maru. But because of the power of Ultra Instinct, him being, you know, having the portions of powers of a god, Whis and Beerus are immediately able to sense him. He's like, oh, it looks like he's having another go. And, you know, uh, Beerus is like, okay, well, is he going to win? And Whis is like, well, maybe, but I doubt it. And, you know, Whis is, uh, not Whis, but uh, Miris is still helping uh, uh, with with Goku. And Goku's like, you know, I, I, I trained so long for this whole Ultra Instinct thing, and I can't get the hang of it. And Miris says, oh, uh, but your training did work. It's going to be fine. You just need one final push. And at that moment, uh, Maru tries to copy Miris's abilities. Now, with Miris being an angel, I don't know if that's even possible. But Miris cuts off the hand of Maru, which is nothing to be like, oh my god, about. Because we all know that he can regain uh, limbs or whatnot. And Beerus is like, hey, wait a minute. It feels like Miris just started using those angel powers. Uh, you sure about all this? 
And Mira says, well, as you know, Lord Beerus, I do not ex uh, act uh, except under your direct command. And Beerus is like, you son of a bitch. So the Grand Priest is going to be pissed at me for letting an angel intervene with human affairs. He's like, okay, let's go back and stop him. So, uh, you know, it goes back to the fight. He says, this is Mirus. He says, I was born an angel meant to maintain a neutral position outside of good and evil. He says, so even in, even in the universe, even if the universe is ravaged or destroyed, I'm only supposed to sit back and watch. However, throughout my time working alongside the Galactic Patrol, something blossoms inside me, a sense of justice. And while he's saying this, he's fighting uh, Maru. And he says, Now the Galactic Patrol agents may be the elites of their own homeworlds, but on the universal scale, they're pretty hopeless. Many of the criminals willing to violate galactic law are stronger than those agents. Even so, the agents act in accordance with their convictions and ideals. Valiantly, they struggle to protect the galaxy. And he says, that peace uh, in the galaxy is worth hanging on to. Or well, He says, seeing those agents in action, I came to realize the peace in the galaxy is worth hanging on to. He says, especially after meeting you and your people, Goku, this, uh, that strengthened my res resolve further. And at this point, you can actually almost see through Mirus. Uh, and he says, the next hack, the next attack might be my last. Now, I will say, the very next thing that happens, uh, this is where it kind of got tear-jerky for me. Because at this point, I know exactly what Mirus is doing. And I will get to that later. But, uh, he, you know, Beerus and Whis get there. And we, you know, they're like, oh, crap, he's already dying. Like, he's already fading away. You knew this was happening. Uh... And you know, like I said, Whis is very much playing at Koi. And Miris, he is so translucent that when uh, uh, Maru attacks him, the attack goes straight through him. And he, at this whole time when he is fighting Maru, he's destroying those little things on his hands that, you know, can absorb abilities. And he's destroying the, the jewel on his forehead that holds those abilities that he steals. But there's like two pages of, uh, or a page and a half of uh, Goku and Mirus talking in the hyperbolic time chamber. And talking about how Goku is always wanting to not kill the villain, but instead keep them alive to a point where they they keep trying to be bad, and then eventually they'll realize, well, Goku will always be stronger, so I might as well be on his team type of thing. And so this mentality has always intrigued many, many people. It intrigued Beerus. It intrigued Whis. Of course it was going to intrigue uh, Miris when the time came for them to know each other. And with Miris learning this about Goku... He says this in his final words. He says, Goku, should you achieve Ultra Instinct at your current strength, it will be far more stable than ever before. You will not fall tomorrow, nor to anyone else for that matter. He says, 
Uh, I've come to love this galaxy, this universe, this full uh, is full of excitement. Please protect it all. And I'm like starting to get teary-eyed and, and kind of trembling right now just thinking about it. And the reason why the this speech is very similar to that of Android 16 when Go when Gohan turned Super Saiyan 2. When there is a re we have learned that Saiyans are very reactionary. Uh in their transformations, uh, it is based off of anger. It is based off of high emotions. Uh, you know, the very first appearance of a Super Saiyan was with Goku immediately after Frieza killed Krillin. That triggered the anger in Goku to turn into a Super Saiyan. The second Super Saiyan we saw was Vegeta, I believe. It may have actually been Trunks. Yes, it was Trunks. Uh, we learned about him being a Super Saiyan when he was a child in his timeline after Gohan died. Again, strong emotions. The third Super Saiyan was Vegeta. Vegeta turned Super Saiyan over his anger and passion of being able to, to eventually surpass Goku when he was out in space training. He was on high emotions turned into a super saiyan and of course my favorite is go is gohan turning into a super saiyan 2 with android 16 speech talking about how it is okay to protect the peace of earth via violence i know violence is a bad thing but it is okay to to use violence to protect the ones that you love and this is basically that speech. And so we see Jaku is like, crap, he's gone. Oh my gosh. And even Beerus and, and Whis are like, okay, he's just gone, poof, just like that. And Whis says, yeah, sadly. And he says, he was an awkward little brother. And then the very last panel, we see it's of the back of Goku but it's like there it's rumbling and you see his head down this is going to trigger a reaction in Goku he is about to go full on ultra instinct this we haven't seen of course uh since the terminator power but i think it may even be stronger and i cannot wait i hate i hate that this book is only once a month because, oh my god, I want it now. I want to see this fight. I want to see Goku kick ass. I want to see, maybe if he doesn't kick ass, who's going to step up? Is freaking Vegeta about to, you know, take his time in the limelight and have him go partial Ultra Instinct or whatever you want to call it? Like, I am super pumped about this and I am excited. I'm genuine, genuinely excited about this. I always get excited for Dragon Ball Super. Um, Dragon Ball has always just been the epitome of my childhood and what got me into anime, what got me into mangas. Like, this will be forever, like, a big part of my life. And so, to see Goku grow this far, of course, people don't realize, especially this generation that hasn't learned much about Dragon Ball yet, like... Go like Dragon Ball has been around since the late 70s, early 80s, 
And so, like, it's 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 an old piece of it's 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 an old franchise that has literally grown with every single character, and I love it. So, uh, so yeah, I, I cannot wait until next month for sure. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into Kaiju number eight. Chapter eight. All right. So Kaiju number eight. This one uh, was a little bit of a quick read. Uh, of course, we left off with uh, everybody in the exam. Uh, Kaiju's about to really some uh, about to fuck some shit up, basically. But uh, it shows like moments before everybody evacuating. And uh, oh, my gosh, uh, freaking. What is his name? Did I forget his name? Kaf- Kafka. Yeah, Kafka is uh, realizing uh, uh, that uh, Kikoru is, you know, defending or, or at least like holding the kaiju's back. So he definitely needs to go save her. And he does. And even freaking. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I freaking keep forgetting uh, the other guy's name. Uh, his his friend, the newbie, the newbie that was introduced in the very beginning of the book. Hold on, I know, I know it. I know that I do. I know that I do. Uh, it is. 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 Uh, 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 freaking. Uh, I want to say it starts with an R. And if you haven't noticed, yes, I am trying to distract you in you know trying to keep you unaware that the fact that I am looking it up on my tablet currently right now even though I have it up on my computer I don't want to leave this spot that I am at but it is his name is Reno that's what it is ha 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 Reno yes so uh Reno and Kafka uh Reno is now realizing that Kafka has now left his post by his side and he's like oh crap um, he wouldn't, you know, he's like, oh, he wouldn't freaking transform in the middle of all this, would he? He's like, uh, no, wait, he'd do it. Yeah, in, in any situation like this, he'd do it without a second thought. And we see him completely transformed. And uh, uh, Kikoru is like, are you are you freaking kidding me? Were you a kaiju this entire time? And so she thinks it's the opposite. She thinks that he's a kaiju that was pretending to be a human and, uh, rather than a human who just knows how to be a kaiju or it can transform into a kaiju. And he like, he turns around and he's like on his knees begging. He's like, please, 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 please don't tell anybody, please. And it's so cool because he does like this power up punch. Uh, and he's like, I have to take you out in one hit because of everything that's going on. And one thing to notice is that everybody at the uh, at the headquarters is noticing that uh, the fortitude of so basically the power of this random kaiju that just randomly appeared, which is Kafka, um, is nine point eight. And everybody's like, everybody who everybody who is on the defense force that is running towards the danger, they're like, wait, are you sure? Are you nuts? Like that's impossible. If it was true. It would go down in the history books as one of the greatest kaiju to ever exist, a Daika kaiju, uh, or Deka kaiju, or however you want to pronounce it. But this kaiju, this l- larger kaiju, is you know at the attack of freaking Kafka, and like it's so cool because 
these things come out of his leg or more of like his calf area and like it's like a tripod so it's like helping him stabilize his his punch and i believe he like in his elbow area it is also opening up where like i guess more power can be like thrusted into his punch which is really really cool and he legit turns into one punch man he punches this kaiju where the meat and flesh completely rip off and you completely just see the bone uh, and it does that to the entire body he then starts to disintegrate and uh it's so funny because uh kikuro is just like in complete shock she's like what the hell and even kafka still in his kaiju form is like Pfft. I'd like to see you try to come back to that. And it starts to like regrow. And he's like, oh my God, I was just kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then it just like flops and dies. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's where uh, another small kaiju tries to attack uh, Kikido, but Kafka is there. So he is able to save her again. But Reno just randomly shows up, knocks him on the freaking head. And he's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, why would you do this? And basically, Kikido freaking just faints throughout, you know, just because of everything she just saw. But of course, Kafka is back in his normal human form, and the Defense Force is now uh, on the scene. Now, I I am loving this. Uh, like I said, a really quick read, even for 24 pages. Uh, but I just love the art. I love the splash pages. Uh, I love the humor in this. And I'm very intrigued on how this will move forward. Uh, is this something that the three of them will keep a secret? Will the rest of the Defense Force eventually find out? I feel like they will, but it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, but with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this is actually an episode that is under uh, 30 minutes, so I'm very thankful for that. Um, but I have to get to packing. I'm going to go dog sit for a little bit. I do have episodes uh, lined up. Today is Thursday, so I have things lined up for even, uh, uh, well, actually, sorry, this is actually going to be coming out on Saturday. So I should, of course, have things lined up for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. They are going to be volume reviews. I've already finished uh, what I'm supposed to be reading for My Hero Academia. That was nuts. Uh, very uh, tear, tear jerky on that one as well. Uh, but, of course, I am going to be reading Volume 2 of Black Clover and Volume 6 of My Hero Academia Vigilante. So, uh, please go follow me at, on Twitter and on Instagram, at FanboyClay, the show at, at FanboyComicsPod. Uh, send me some feedback on FanboyComicsPodcast at gmail.com. And I am FanboyClay on TikTok. I haven't done much of anything. I'm still trying to get out of my shell to do some quirky, stupid stuff that everybody else does because I just think it's funny. But with that, guys, thank you so much, and I will see you guys on Wednesday. Hey, hey, hey,